get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, bonga fish, angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Say this with me. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, if you have a word for me today, locate me by your spirit. I'm open to receive instruction, direction from your spirit. Amen. The reason I'm saying that is because I'm sensing that like the Lord wants to communicate to some people prophetically. Okay, so we'll just flow with him. Alright. The Lord said to tell you that if, as a lady, if you are battling with marital issue, tonight will be the end of it. Well, well, well. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister to Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. Because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. <laughs> Did you see the power of her husband there? He says, Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. He says, Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. The ladies in this place, are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> Never you forget it. Your husband has authority that cannot be underestimated okay all right mark that mark that mark it mark it because you know some of you now you're in school you're in university and so you know a lot your shoulders are up like what is what's that guy going to tell me whoever that guy is that i'm going to marry what's he going to say what's so special okay so you're coming with him and then you start raising your shoulders never you do that You'll be standing against God that way. Okay? I want you to note this. Now, remember that I told you from Sunday that I'll be telling you some very important things. I'll be discussing some things with you about your life. And we already started. Did you hear what I said? As a lady now, begin to prepare yourself before you ever go in into marriage. Make up your mind that that man will be the head of the home. That one is not going to be... You are not supposed to be equal... Uh, we have equal rights. We know. But according to the scriptures, his authority is higher than yours. Okay? And nobody is trying to intimidate anybody. So don't say, the guy is just like intimidating we ladies. No, not at all. We are only teaching the word of God. Okay? Have it at the back of your mind that you are coming to submit to him means that you are coming to submit under his authority. That means that he will have the final say. That's what the Bible shows. I don't want to go so much in that direction. I will show you scriptures upon scriptures about this. Okay, now, trying to take a different stand will mean that you are rebelling against God himself. Because that's how God organized 
eat. Now, if God organizes it that the woman will be the head, then we don't have any problem with that. We'll just dance to his tune. But he says that the man is the head. And the Bible specifically said and shows that the man was first made then before the woman. That does not mean that you are the slave of the man. No. It just means that he is your boss in that union. So don't forget it. So because of this power, the Bible says that Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. That means if he had not entreated the Lord, only God knows how long she would have stayed. But Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah his wife conceived. Well, 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 well. Now let's go straight to the point. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire, inquire of the Lord. Alright, and the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. Hmm. Everybody, I want you to read verse 23. Everybody, look in your Bible now. Verse 23. Everybody, read it. One to go. Who said that? The Lord. Who dare questions him? Now, the book of Romans chapter number 9 shows us why Paul was discussing about the same thing. Paul said, can you imagine? The children have not even done anything wrong or right. And yet, God had made the choice that the younger one will be greater than the older one. There are some of you in this place. You are looking at your position in the family. Say, but I'm the last born. Well, I'm the second born. Well, I'm the third born. Whatever position. And so you are using that to judge yourself. Listen. It is not by might. I believe strongly that the Lord has placed you at the forefront of your family. You see, how do you know? If not, you wouldn't be a member of SKC. For you to be here as a member of SKC, it means that there's something about you. Don't you get it? If you didn't know that, begin to know it now. For your heart to be neat with ours here, and for you to stay, it means there is something. I'm an apostle. Glory to God. So that's how I know. See, my greatness is sure. Alright. Now, only great people can hear these words. If you were not meant to be great, you never hear it. But if you were meant to be great, God will order your steps. Ha! I'll never be small, though. <laughs> Verse 24. And when our days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in our womb. And the first came out red all over like an hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Esau was three score years old when she, Isaac, beg your pardon, Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. Three score years means sixty. Right? And the boys grew. And Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. 
And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob. I will never be poor in my life. How many of you saw something there? <laughs> the Bible specifically told us why he loved him. Not because the guy was good, nice, intelligent, that was the reason. But because the guy was always bringing stuff for him and he ate out of it. Love truth, you know. Uh, yeah. The reason why some parents love some children above the others is because that one they are always benefiting from that one. That's why you should make up your mind that you will never be a nobody. Listen, right now, you may not have a place to them because of you. They may even say you, you're the least intelligent of all our children. And so they don't give you any place. You, you don't think, they don't think your future will come up to be something. But brother, when God turns you around, turns your life, the Bible says he lifts the poor out of the dust and the beggar from the dungeon, and then he sets them with princes. Only God does that. And then when God does that with your life, the very them, you understand that construction now? All of them put together that used to think you, these dollars, my friend, there is not, what do you even know how to do? They've asked you before, what is that thing that you know how to do? I can't really explain what, except for play. <laughs> All of a sudden, you begin to matter. They begin to get that the race is not to the streets. It's not the one that starts first, that always wins. It's God. When God gets a hold of someone, you know, he does his things without apologizing to anyone. He pushes you up. The Bible says he makes kings. He removes kings. So we just pick that guy from nothing, from nobody, from that dust and put him above others. Those ones that seem to be super intelligent. The intelligentials. Those ones that think they know they know a lot of things. They have ideas. Business ideas. They've discussed it at home. They say, this boy has a great future. This girl. This girl is very smart too. But you that you think you don't know anything, the Lord will just turn things around. Mm. How many of you want to be at the bottom here? Because, you know, you can be so kind and so nice and say, well, personally, um, there's nothing wrong. I don't have If our firstborn has it all, it's okay. We'll take care of me. Ah, it's okay. No problem. No problem. No problem. Because it sounded like, is it a competition? No. No competition. Listen, God doesn't want you competing with someone else. He's not interested in you saying, I will be bigger than you. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want you saying, I will be greater than my neighbor. He doesn't want it. But he wants you to say, I'll be really, really great. Uh-huh. He doesn't care. So if you are not saying you want to be greater than them, you are only saying that you, the very top is yours. The very top is mine. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! What a love. Love because of what the man is eating. <laughs> you will soon become your father's favorite. I'm telling you. The Lord will change the whole thing and you become your parents' favorites. In the name of Jesus. That word is for someone. You better be smart enough tonight to receive. Glory to God. Alright now. Alright, let's hurry up now. 
and uh, and Jacob sought pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, "Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint." Therefore was his name called Edom, King James English. And Jacob said, "Sell me this day thy birthright." Say birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? Ah. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore to him. And he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and porridge of lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus, thus, read that last line, everybody. Want to go out loud? This part of it is very sad. The Spirit of God clearly, specifically says that Esau despised his birthright. As far as God was concerned, he despised it. Hmm. When you study the Hebrew word for birthright, it means a first place. It also means the place of the first or the place of the firstborn. It means To be in front, at the forefront. The Bible says, this guy, actually, he was born that way. He was born the firstborn, so he was born that way. But then, that other guy was smarter. That's Jacob. Forget his name. Of course, his name means deceiver. That's his name. But you know what? If Esau had been smart enough, he wouldn't have been deceived by the deceiver. He told him. He knew at that moment. You see, he needed to eat. The guy needed. Why didn't he wait? Couldn't he have just waited? That's a summer. Their present appetite. Once they are under that uh, pressure, they seem to lose all their senses. You see, they become a slave. Don't become a slave to your senses. Don't become a slave to your appetite. Don't do it. Because it usually costs a lot. It costs a lot. You know why many people's life, their lives are already shattered? They made one wrong mistake. Just one. The guy could have just... And when I'm talking about this, there are many things. Many things involved in this. When you become a slave to your senses. Sometimes it might just be that you're supposed to be in a place. But you won't stay there. Because your sense, all your sense, you are thinking of another place, and then you walk out of that place. You walk out of the place, and then that goody comes. They can't find you, they give it to someone else. Some people are so, they make dumb decisions, they're so foolish in their thinking. He said, What will I do to rescue myself? I'll tell you, you need the word of God. Because I used to be that way. By the time the word of God starts entering your spirit, wisdom will start oozing out of you. You'll be full of wisdom every time. You see, how could he? 
you know, to him, it didn't sound like a big deal. I mean, he came home, he was hungry. And then he met the guy, he saw the guy cooking. He was perceiving that aroma. Evidently, um, Jacob was a good cook. And the Bible shows that he was always at home. He was a gentle guy. Always indoor. The other one was always running around after animal. So he saw um, Jacob, who had learned to cook, must have learned it from mommy because he was always at home so he must have watched mommy while mommy was cooking like you know some of you guys cannot cook at all because why mommy was cooking in the kitchen instead of you to be smart enough to peep and see what is happening say when i'm a guy so you go up there to play whatever and then you get back until you are by yourself as a bachelor you still you start eating rubbish because you don't know how they cook it you put spaghetti you put pap oil you don't know when to put what. You say, well, everything will cook together. You put everything, you cover it. <laughs> it's the worst kind of concussion. Why there are some guys that can cook well? Some people think you have a problem if you're a guy you know how to cook well. No, you have a problem if you're a guy you don't know how to cook. Because this sense that there is a part of your sense that you know how to cook. You didn't make use of it at all. And so you blow your money all the time because you don't know how to cook and you are tired of eating fake food, rubbish food. So you go out there to buy food all the time, and those ones are cheating you big time. So you call them again and say, The money is finished. They say, You're on your own. So you get so broke, so so broke, that you start looking around for where to eat. Friends, please. Are you cooking beans? <laughs> <laughs> So you see, in the Bible, there was a guy who knew how to cook. So he was knowing how to cook, earned him something. If he didn't know how to cook, that guy wouldn't be interested in his meal. In fact, if he said, sell me your bachelor, I'll give you some wish food. Pay! God forbid. <laughs> but, but he was aware that he knew how to cook. He could perceive the aroma. He perceived it. Huh. He said, please, uh, can I have some of... Why didn't he go to his mommy? Uh, you know this guy is so skilled in cooking. He said, can I have some of those? And the other one, being smart, gentle, calm. Because he's always indoors. He knows how to think. Some don't know how to think. You see them come back sweating. You have the kid like that. He has got to play ball. He comes back sweating and smelly. He can't think correctly. He's just jumping around. Is it Gary I want to take? Is it? You see? No time to plan his life. This guy must have been meditating. There are people like that today. No time to plan their lives. You don't have any time of meditation. You don't have a time where you can stay back and think. This one must have been thinking. He didn't come up with it today. He must have been thinking about it. If only I could get that birthright from that guy. His eyes were fixed. And the day came. You see, they say, what makes success? What makes it? Preparation plus opportunity. So he was already prepared. So the opportunity came. Plus, so it turned into a success overnight. So he said, I'll give it to you, no problem. The guy said, My friend, don't waste my time, just bring it. He said, Relax, I'll give it to you. But the only thing is, just sell me your birthright today. He said, What? Birthright. You have it, bring the food. Uh, 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 uh. You see, Jacob knew about words, he wouldn't joke with words. He said, Swear to me today. That you are selling it to me. You see some of you that take words lightly. I don't take words lightly. I don't joke with words. God doesn't. 
say we are, uh, he just played now. He just played. Say, your head is not correct. Even me, I know my head is not correct. <laughs> you, you are playing. I want to introduce my friend to you. And then you stand there. He said, this is the craziest guy I've ever met. <laughs> you say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then really, you behave in a crazy manner. Decision about uh, your marital life. You've made crazy decisions. It's landing you in trouble. Something about your life. Two jobs to pick from. You make crazy decisions. You got the one that landed in trouble. And you see, because you're, it's, it's you're the, the craziest guy. So when you're not supposed to fight, you fight. In public, anywhere, you could even fight inside the airplane. <laughs> because of the cra- it says you're the craziest guy. And you accepted him and he does it with a smile. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. So he knew the value of words. He said, swear to me today. And he did. When he saw to him, God took it seriously. He said, I don't know what. God, I've given it to you. <laughs> and then because he was dumb, he didn't see it transferred physically. So he thought nothing had happened. But something happened in the realm of the spirit. How do we transact? We transact with words. Mm. Some people don't know it. So when I say the very top is mine, I'm making some transactions, brother. I would never, 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 never be small in my life. I was born to be great. Greatness is named upon me. There's something about my life. There's something about me that pushes me into greatness. (laughs) Say hallelujah. You see, so he saw that God's right. The first place. He sold it. He thought that was all. When he made that declaration, the other one got it. And so, in his heart, you know, Esau, in his heart, he thought in his heart that uh, I'm smarter than him. But Jacob was actually smarter. And he got that birthright. And that was it. You know what? Somebody say, well, why is it that Jacob went again to go and deceive before the father? No. Jacob did the right thing in the 27th chapter symbol. The Bible shows that Isaac called Esau and Isaac said, I want to bless you. He says, Go and get me that stuff that I like eating. Okay, go get me and prepare it for me, and I'll be okay. Glory to God. All right, and then he went while he went to get it. Thank God, thank God, Rebecca heard. Because what Isaac wanted to do was wrong. And I'll tell you soon. Listen, Jacob already purchased the birthright of that guy. And with the birthright comes the blessings. It's together. So now he has the birthright. They they made a transaction. So now he has the birthright. It will be wrong. For Isaac to give the blessing to Esau. The blessing does not belong to him anymore. He already sold it. So thank God for Rebecca. Rebecca heard it. He said, huh? Is that what he wants to do? Then he calls something. Quickly. Come on. Get something. Get um, uh, a, a ram or something. And let me prepare something for your dad, a kid. And then you will go there and present it as though you are Esau. 
uh, you say, ah, hey, that's dangerous, oh, mama. That's really dangerous. Number one, you know I'm not as heavy as that other guy. Number two, you know I take my bath regularly. That guy is smelling. He's always in the farm and he doesn't take his bath regularly. And so when he comes close, he smells of all the, you know, uh, mama say, relax, don't worry. The very animal you're going to kill will use the skin. And she did, and he did, and took it to, Hi- uh, to Isaac, took the food there. And now Isaac, knowing what he wanted to release, he said, is that my son? Jacob, Jacob. Jacob said, yes. He said, ah, bring the food close so that I could perceive his body. Say, come. Because that other guy always smelled of him. Uh, Say, come. So he brought the food close. And I said, hmm. Mm-hmm. The smell of my son is like the smell of the field that the Lord has blessed. <laughs> he said, come closer. Let me touch you. Ah, he touched Harry. Ah, but the hand is the hand of Isaac, uh, of Esau, but the voice is the voice of Jacob. <laughs> he said, I'm your son. <laughs> I'm your son, Esau. And so that guy was smart enough to receive his blessing. So Esau came in. Now say, ah, you deceived me these two times. No, he didn't deceive him. He's the one who was trying to deceive him. You sold the birthright and you want to have the blessing. No, you cannot eat your cake and have it. I will never sell my birthright. Let me tell you the truth. Every child of God has a birthright. Every one of us. Otherwise, you are not a child of God. There's a birthright for you in Christ Jesus. When you came into Christ, it is your right. Listen, and I want you to listen very hard. According to the Bible, when we came into Christ, we became joint heirs with Christ. To become joint heir means that all that belongs to Jesus belongs to us. Jesus is the first brother. The Bible says we are his brethren. So the Father's wealth belongs to us. And it doesn't belong to him more than us. It belongs to us all 100%. That's what the Bible reveals. It says all things are yours. So when you came into Christ, it divine health is your birthright. Wealth is your birthright. Do you understand? Mystery of the kingdom of God is your birthright. Revelation of the word of God is your birthright. The Bible says that we've been given all things that pertain unto life and godliness. It's your birthright. But then... The reason why many don't function in it is because some of them already sold it. They made transactions. That's the problem. Do you know that that night, it might be the Spirit of God waking you up to pray. Something was about to happen about your life. And now He's waking you up. But you're giving to your senses. You are this a man of the senses. So giving to your senses. He said, Lord, tomorrow morning I'll do it. I promise you. The Spirit of God saying, just give me 20 minutes. Say, 20 minutes will be too small. To be too small. Lord, why can't I just give you like two hours tomorrow? Two hours. Two hours. I'll start from seven. I will end by nine. Two hours. Two hours. But something was about to happen. There was a certain time that you have, it's just the moment. You're supposed to organize your life. Arrange your life. You see, you've submitted your CVs maybe somewhere. 
And the Spirit of God knows. You know you are not wiser than He is wise. You submitted some papers somewhere. There's something about your life that needs to be dealt with. And the Spirit of God thinks this is the time. This is the time. And it's prompting you to wake up. Then look at you. You wouldn't wake. You say, ah, even God knows I'm very tired. Bread right. You, you sold it because of sleep. Because you know, when we talk about birthright, people only think about fornication. That's how you sell it. Of course. The reason we say fornication is because the Bible talks about linking this with fornication. But there are other things too that we need to look at. How much of your time do you give to the things of the senses? Proverbs. Let me show you something in Proverbs. The sixth chapter. Say, I'm wise. Verse four. You know. What would destroy them is their senses. A lot of people. You give attention to the flesh. What, what, when we say somebody is spiritually grown, what do we mean? We simply mean we simply mean that that person has mastered his senses. When we say somebody is spiritually grown, say oh, this guy is spiritual. It means that he has mastered his senses to an extent. And the more you master your senses, the more mature you are. In spiritual things. Let me show you this. Chapter 6 verse 4. Everybody read it. Want to go. Uh-uh. You don't seem, you don't all seem to be there. Proverbs chapter 6. Verse 4. Read it everybody. Hold on. Now, I want you to understand that this is wisdom talking. Number one, this is the word of God. Number two, the person who, who wrote this is the wisest guy before Jesus came by the name Solomon. And the Bible reveals that it was God that gave him that wisdom. So he wrote this. And he doesn't say, make sure you sleep a little. Look at what he says. He says, give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine high lips. Then he says, deliver thyself as a roll from the hand of the hunter. Like that one didn't deliver himself from that hunter, you remember? Jacob didn't deliver himself. <laughs> and as a bird from the hand of the fowler, go to the hand, thou sluggard. Consider our ways and be wise. Which are the made guide, overseer, a ruler. Oh God. Hey. See, I'm wise. For some others, they want to have a ruler and overseer, somebody to monitor them first before they can do what is right. No wonder they say freedom is very hard to handle. When you're free on your own, that's when you misbehave. That's foolishness. 
when you are by yourself and you're free that's the best time that you should plan your life why should you wait till somebody oversee you the real you is revealed when you are by yourself how responsible you are is revealed when you are alone when somebody is still instructing you and telling you what to do what not to do what uh no we can't really know how responsible you are but when you are by yourself now you can make decisions by yourself we know how responsible really you are he says look at this ant he says look, look, come on look at it he's right there go to the hand thou sluggard consider our ways and the wise which have no guide overseer or ruler provides our meat in the summer and gathered our food in the in the harvest have you ever seen hands you see them line up they are going you trace where they are going one hole like that and then you see they are moving something you may think they are not moving one hole inside the ground they are storing food there all of them are all going now you would never see there when you see them you never see one ant on this side another one on that side another on this side and they are telling them move 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 never those are ants even human beings, if they are, when they are telling them move, some are still very stubborn. They say, is it by force? This is the part I want to go. I don't want to pass that. You see? That's how some are. You see them just line up and they follow each other. Smartly. They are headed one somewhere. And you, you, when you trace it, they are all headed somewhere. Some are going this way, some are going this other way. What are they doing? Gathering their food. He's trying to tell you, he said, go to them and learn. You sluggard. So I refuse to be. <laughs> then, verse 9. How long without sleep, O sluggard? When without arise out of thy sleep, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Woo! So people can sleep anywhere. This is talking to you. Haven't you seen them? They can sleep anywhere. You are in danger that way. And I'm serious. And I'm serious. You should learn to master your senses. Your feelings. They are inside the bus. They are sleeping. It's evidence of rest of mind. You will soon be carried away one day. Everywhere. Inside the bus, they are sleeping. On the bike, they are even almost sleeping. Some people are that bad. They sleep everywhere. They can't sit in front of the TV. You know somebody say, well, it's TV. But it's, it's a reflection of who you are. You see, just watch this. You are watching, all of you are talking now. The next uh, You're gone. Even in church, the message is very hot. Everybody say, everybody's paying attention. You're gone. You see how your five physical senses have become your Lord. How could? That's what it means to be carnal. It means to be carnal. What's carnality? To be sensual. To act according to your senses. Five physical senses. So you could by your sleep. Look at the next thing. I want us to read from verse 10 into it. Verse 10. Yet a little sleep a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty travel it, and I want as an armed man. Hey! He's putting sleep beside poverty. He says, sleep. 
The same book, Proverbs 24. I wanted to show you, I want to show you something very striking. And I want you to pay attention. 24. Verse 33. Everybody, look in it. You are a suspect if you are not reading it. Look in it. 24, 33. Read, everybody. Next. I want to, did you notice something there? Did you notice something? Word for word, what we read the other place. Now, in the realm of the spirit is very important and very significant. If you read a scripture and then you read it another place, word for word, when God repeats something twice, take it more seriously. It's a law. It's one of the laws of study. It's telling you how strong this is. How many of you have ever woken up in the middle of the night just to pray for yourself? No, some people can't do it. To them, that's a high price to pay. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't, I can't kill my people. So some of them, because of poverty, uh, that's already staying around them because that's what the Bible says. I didn't say so. So, so because of that, some of them, they say, don't you know that you don't wake somebody up when he's sleeping? Sleep is a king. You see? You just say sleep is poverty. Some people don't joke with sleep. It's a serious, it's a big deal when they are sleeping. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Learn to kill your sleep. Listen, a lot of things. You will notice that when you learn to study at night or pray at night season, your eyes will be open to more things. Learn to wake up and pray. Have you dealt with your life in the night season? You sleep all through. Demons don't sleep. You're just like, ah, 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 ah. you know, disturbing the whole neighborhood. You now wake up in the morning and I start praying. There's something that was happening. Listen. How many of you ever experienced that when you sleep? There are two reasons for this, and I will tell you now. You experience when you sleep that while you're sleeping all of a sudden it's as though there's a pressing while you're in bed like a force something pressing you down and then it's pressing you and then you are awake but you can't move your body everything is heavy mm, mm, mm. But then you are reminding, say the name of Jesus, say the name of Jesus. You remind, you, you remember that. But you can't say it. But you want to say it out. In your mind, you are saying in the name of Jesus. But in your mind, will not work. You have to say it out loud. So, so your mouth is heavy, your hands are heavy, your legs are heavy, you are just so heavy. But you are awake. And then finally, after you try to struggle and struggle, and finally, your back is in the middle. But it's gone. Now let me tell you. He said, what causes that? I want to tell you what causes it. The answer is very simple. It's simply because your spirit 
has become the slave of your senses. So what does that mean? I'll tell you. Because you know sometimes uh, a lot of people think a demon. Yes. Yes. Many times those are demonic activities. But when it happens or when it's happening, your spirit does not sleep. So alert you. That's what it does. But you, because you are the man of the senses, your senses, when your spirit wakes like that, alert you like that, you're supposed to wake up with your body. If you have learned to master your body. But because you have not learned to, your body is still ruling over you. At that moment, your spirit is alert, your body will not be able to stand. Why? You've not disciplined your body to be subject to your spirit. So all those activities are going on. Whatever is happening, it's happening. But you cannot act. Until that activity is gone, then your body now finally wakes up. But that time, that demon is gone. So now they don't know that. <laughs> it's gone. You see, it's gone. There's something. Listen, those who have learned to fast, those who have learned to put their bodies under, and when I'm talking about fasting, I'm not talking about fasting as in fasting away from food. Not just that. I'm talking about fasting away from things. You fast from sleep. It's a form of fasting. Some people don't know. When we talk about fasting, they think it's only food. You, when you learn to fast away from, from, from uh, sleep, sometimes you make up your mind and say, in the next one week, no TV. That's fasting. This is something you love to do usually, but you're fasting away from it. What, what are you trying to do? You're trying to discipline your senses. You're trying to bring your senses under your spirit. Some people don't know that. There are different ways you can fast. It might be something you like taking. You take it almost every day. You make up your mind and say, in the next one week or in the next one month, I'm not even going to taste it. It's something you love. Maybe you love taking Coca-Cola. Every day you just know Coca-Cola or some sweets or something. You make up your mind and say, I'm not going to take it for the next one week. What are you doing? You're fasting away from that thing. When you do such things, you think those things look small to you. When you do those things, you're learning to dominate your senses. Because all the time you're fasting, your senses will be telling you, I want it, I want it, I want it. You say no. When you do this often, you dominate your senses such that anytime such thing is happening, an activity of the devil, you just find yourself, wow, you are just awake, you look around. The moment you are awake, you are awake, your whole body is awake. You've passed that level. Say hallelujah. So you see, if you're going to be a man of the senses, you know, on on Sunday, I was telling you that there are two parts of you. The physical and the spiritual. If you're going to be a man of dominion in this world, your senses must first be put under. If you're going to deal with sins using your senses, you will never win. The spiritual controls the physical. Never you forget it. God deals with things from the realm of the spirit. Because everything that exists today came from the spirit realm. Everything. There's nothing that exists that has not existed first in the realm of the spirit. That's why we say the spiritual controls the physical. If somebody is expressing hate towards you, it already happened in the realm of the spirit. You only see the manifestation here physically. 
You walk into a place and they rejected you. They say, don't come in here. It already happened. It's not just happening when it's happening physically. It's happened already. If you're smart enough to have taken care of it, when that time comes, you have, you have already overcome, you have overcame it already. So when that time comes, doors will just open unto you. You can't understand it. It just opens. No struggling. There are certain things, some of you here, there are some things that you take care of. When you now get there, you say, ah, I can't explain. The favor was just too much. It's because one day, one time, you were prompted by the Spirit of God to just pray. You can't understand why you're praying. You're just there praying with tongues. You don't understand why. You were actually taking care of that day. You see, that's why we say, your prayers can never be too much. Any amount of prayer you pray, you're making investments. The prayers you don't need today, you need tomorrow. That's why you must do plenty of praying. See, I'll never be foolish. See, I'm not giving to my senses. Finally, finally, if you turn to Second Timothy chapter number 2, Somebody say, you know, I want to be very spiritual. I just want to grow spiritually. Now, to grow spiritually is very simple. Very simple. Just minor things you have to do and you start growing. You just need the knowledge. Verse 22. It says what? Read it, everybody. Want to go? Thank you, thank you so much. Some of you have you have wonderful voices, so you're able to uh, make it louder. But others will still. <laughs> okay, it says flee also youthful lust. Say youthful lust. Now, what does youthful lust mean? Now, let me let me inch you. Let me tell you something, in case you didn't know. This was Paul writing to a young pastor. By the name Timothy. The guy just started out in ministry, young minister, and Paul was writing to him, was giving him uh, what you would call uh, secrets, keys to have to being a successful Christian, a successful Christian minister, and also having a successful ministry. So he was telling because he's a young man. So Paul said, flee also useful lusts. Now what are useful lusts? Useful lusts are those lusts, those things that get the attention of use. Basically. I understand that some older ones too, this thing gets the attention. Okay. But everything that gets the attention of a young person is called youthful lusts. And in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, we don't sit on the fence. The reason why you have some people hot and some people cold is just because of this. Some have made the decision. They say, for me, I'm going to be on this side. And others have said, I'll be on this side. And some others have said, I love this side. But they are not leaving this other side. That's the problem. So he's giving him the secret. He says, flee also, youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, love, actually, agape, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. See, that's me. But foolish and unlearned men that they do gen- gender strives. And the servant of the Lord must not 
must not strive but be gentle unto all men have to teach patient in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves if God peradventure we give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and they that and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will hello now I want you to see something in in verse 22 in verse 22 he tells you flee from youthful loss and he mentions some things but if you go up now let's say verse mm, ah, verse 19 will be okay nevertheless the foundation of god standeth sure having this seal the lord knoweth them that are is hallelujah glory to god you know we are in church like this. You ask some people, are you born again? They say, I'm born again. The Bible says the Lord knows those that are is. You may say, I believe in him. I believe in him. I pray to him. But if you're not born again, he says the Lord knows those that are is. We may not know you because it's not written on your head. But God knows. So don't deceive yourself. But yeah, let me round off with this. What verse are we now? Alright, 20 now. But in a... Mm-hmm, look at this. Look at this. Okay, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of what? And of... And some to honor, and some to... How many of you want to be a vessel unto dishonor? I made up my mind that I will be a vessel unto honor. A vessel in who the Spirit of God lives. The one that can be a blessing to others. The one whose life will manifest the glory of God. I mean, when others look at me, they'll be inspired to want to grow their life, their spiritual life. I made up my mind a long time ago. If you're a Christian and they look at your life and it's not inspiring anybody to want to grow spiritually, something is wrong with you. You are not part of those that God has special love for. And what I just said now, I'm serious about it. Serious. See, it's a lie. He has special love for me. After all, when I pray, he answers me. <laughs> ah! You serious? Those who don't know God, they pray to him and he answers them. So answering you is not a proof that he has special love for you. But mind you, these same people who don't know God, that he answers them, some of them die like chicken, is one of the proof. There are some in the kingdom of God. That they are not permitted to live early. God preserves them. It's one of the proofs of special love. Why? They have relevance. If you're a Christian, you think Christianity is just by name. And I'm a Christian. Ah, That's all I need to do. That's not all you need to do. You are here for a reason. The Bible shows clearly that the reason, the main reason why you are here as a Christian is not so that you can make heaven. That's not the main reason. If that's the main reason, the moment you give your heart to Christ, you are taking. That moment. What are you still doing here? I confess as my Lord and personal Savior. As you are just saying, before you open your eyes, push, rapture has taken you. 
Say that one too is gone now. Bye bye. But that's not the reason you're still here. The reason you're still here is so that you can be who you are. Who are you? The Bible says you are the light of the world. You. If you're light, if you're not shining, you're not fulfilling your purpose. You're the light of the world. That's what the Bible shows. So as a Christian, you ought to be shining. Everywhere you go, anytime, any day, you are supposed to be shining. When you speak, they hear your voice say, wow, this wisdom talking. Your lifestyle is inspiring someone. So for some, they have roommates, and yet in their room, they are confused whether you are a Christian. They are not sure. They understand you are a churchgoer. They know. But to say that you are a Christian, they are not sure. Because around you, they can say comfortably, say some nasty things. It shouldn't be. As a Christian, when they say something, when they want to talk, where you are, they are careful. They should be careful. Say, don't say it. It's their pastor. Because that's exactly how they would have acted if Jesus were there. And you are Christ's representative here on earth. So it's a shame if your light is not shining. It's a shame. I'm special to God. And the reason I'm special to God is because I'm walking in His light. If I come in contact with you, I don't need to spend a whole day with you. You'll be inspired. You just want to grow. Spiritually, the first thing that will come to your mind, let me tell you, when you meet me, the first thing that will come to your mind is your spiritual growth. You just, you start thinking, where am I in my life? This is somebody, where am I? That's the first thing. It has been like that through the years. Because I understand I'm the light of the world. I'm the salt of the earth. I bring preservation to people's lives. Say hallelujah. So as a child of God, you wake up from this, your senses. You wake up from youthful lusts, which is a problem. You wake up from that. Don't let your senses rule over you anymore. Come up to become a man of the spirit. Who says you cannot be a youth that is loaded with, with the Holy Ghost? Who says so? Who, who, who told you that? You could be a young person that is different. Full of the Holy Ghost. When you talk, they can bank on your word. When you say this will happen. And you go and say, ah, he has said it, it will happen. Why? You are loaded. When something is happening, say, let's pray. They know that you are the one. Because you are the one saying, let's pray. They know it's solved. It's, solved. it's, it's sorted out. Not that you are there talking carnally. You say, hey, hey, hey. who talk like that? One guy. One of the pop singers. That's what he says. You are using his slang to communicate. What a shame. Is that the scripture? They ask you now. You, don't, you can't really quote anyone comfortably. Quote one scripture. But God said, let me shut up. <laughs> Who doesn't know that? You can't quote. And it's a shame. I'm serious. A child of God. No scripture. You've never meditated on one scripture. And let it get to you. What are you thinking of? But rather you can all the slangs, you know how to use this slang this way. Not to you know what to call a girl if you don't want others to know. There's the name you give. Is is that once you mention that name, your first catch is ah all of you to get a bunch of men of the senses. I will never be carnal in my life. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual is life and peace. To be spiritually minded 
He says the common mind is enmity against God. The common mind. So if you permit your mind to be common, you cannot be all that way. You think it happens by just wishing. I want to be very spiritual too. You're only wishing. You're not taking actions. He said, bo, 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 bo. God knows. God knows I'm trying my best. At least I pray every morning. Ah. Don't you watch them. I often tell you, don't you watch those people. After they sing their rubbish on stage, they will carry their word. After they give them their word. I dedicate this to Almighty God. Oh, Papa God has done it again. That does not mean they are not going to hell. <laughs> they are seeing it to hell. <laughs> what a self-deception. And so you are here and say, I love mm, my artist, you know. He knows God. Even before he goes to perform, he will first stay in the place and pray. He may even tell you we fast and pray before we go to shows. He's still going to hell. <laughs> he doesn't change anything. So if you are deceiving yourself because you feel good about you just finished praying, feeling good does not mean that you are accepted, brother. Stop jumping from pillar to post. Focus. Let your eyes be on God. Pursue your maker. So that I can make something out of your life. Pursue him and become hot for Christ. Don't be one of those that you could just fall down and die anytime. You know, anything can just happen to anybody at any time. So you, you are always fearful because you know your life is not right. No. Come up to a level where you can say, where you can say boldly, I do not die like a chicken. Why? Greater is he that is in me. Than he that is in the world. Stand to your feet. You are either hot or cold. I will never be lukewarm in my life. I'll never be cold. I'm hot always for Christ. Oh, throw your hands up in the hair and talk to your maker. Talk to him. Where you need strengthening, tell him to strengthen you. Where you have missed it, tell him to help you. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806 0087 643 or 0816 0114 389. Thank you and God bless you.